0: Hi, I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart. Well, so glad that you're here this evening, listeners. Uh, As you can tell, Joshua is not here today. Uh, We miss you, Joshua, but uh, he's out getting funds for the arts and and letting everyone know in uh, Tallahassee what it is that we need here in Central Florida and taking a trip to New York. I hear he's seeing Bernadette Peters in Hello, Dolly! right now. So I'm a little jealous, uh, but you're going to be jealous when I tell you who's standing in for you today, Joshua. We have a dear friend of mine, a very talented actress, Miss Fran Gauci And Fran, welcome to From the Heart.
1: Thank you, Mary. I am delighted and excited to be here. And Joshua, I am envious. <laughs> you're going to get to see Bernadette Peters and Dolly.
0: Woohoo! Well, not too long ago,
1: you took a trip to New York. Opening night, saw Bette Midler. Yes, in Hello Dolly, which is near and dear to my heart because I got to do Dolly in Hello Dolly. So you
0: did, and I, did. I also remember one of the first jobs we ever did out in at Walt Disney World that was outside of our jobs we were hired for. Uh, you were hired to play the. Uh, Bette Midler type as a, as a talk show host. Do you remember that? That's For right. For Procter it, and Gamble. Yes. At the convention show yes, we did. Yes. I'd forgotten that. Yes. <laughs> and, and I now, I, all these years later, I know why. You're a spitfire, as is she.
1: Thank you, Mary.
0: Well, I'm really glad you're here. Um, so, Fan, because the, one of the reasons I asked you to be here, one, I've known this woman since 1990. She's the first person I met on my first day at work. Um, but... She's an incredibly talented actress, but you love the arts. Your home is filled with it. You live life as an artist. If I were a kid and asked you, define art, what, what would you define it as?
1: Oh, my goodness. There's so many facets with art and about art because it's visual. It's, well, it's audio. It's visual. Plays. It's the theater. I love paintings, drawings. I think it's anything that would evoke an emotion, a feeling, um, triggering, especially for children, using their imagination. Mm. That's why storytelling is so great. That's another form of art. Mm-hmm. Um, improvising dance mm. but, and picking up chalk and color crayons. That's, mm-hmm. That was
0: always my passion. Always. Drawing as a child. And one of the things I love about you is I feel like you live your life as an artist. The way you cook, the way you take care of your home, and uh, the way you dress. Everything you do, textures matter to you. Colors matter to you. Um, Emotions matter to you.
1: Oh, emotions especially. I'd rather be happy than unhappy. But and she, she cries at both listeners. I do. I do. I cry. If I,
0: I'm with Fanny for a couple of days and she hasn't cried, I'm worried about her. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, and oh. that's Fanny's favorite laugh. I shouldn't say favorite. That's her, um, that's, that's your signature laugh.
1: Well, me having a good time. Yes. yes and that's
0: okay. You're allowed to have a signature good time here. It wouldn't be the same if you didn't. <laughs> Thank you.
1: And I would also tell children, in my childhood, um, we used to play dress up and we would create stories, and we would take um, cardboard boxes and and make an invention out of it, Mm. or it would be a piece of furniture. So to me, that is art. Imagination. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Using what found objects and just playing with them Mm -hmm. and creating a story.
0: Albert Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. Of all people to say that, yeah. He was a big one for creativity and imagination. Um, One of the reasons that I asked you to sit in for Joshua today uh, is because our guest is someone that loves you very much and you love very much. Yes. He's one of our dear friends. So, well, he's (laughs) He's also your husband, Mary. You know, there is that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. But he's my friend first, (laughs) I do believe. So, listeners, today our guest is Jason Hunt. He has been here once before. You were here with Thomas Lorsbecken one time uh, when we were about to do the Creative City Project uh, and your installation we talked about. But now I want to talk about you as an artist, jason, and i'm I'm so proud and honored that we have an opportunity to hear. One thing about Jason Hunt is that he has been an artist all his life. He has uh, he his favorite form these days is drawing, although he started out drawing, then for years, painted in vivid colors and now is back to drawing and I'm gonna let you tell the rest of your story, but welcome, Jason.
2: Thank you, it's delightful to be here.
0: I'm really proud to have you here, sweetie.
2: Thank you. So,
0: Jason, tell us how you got started with, uh, you said drawing was your f- the first thing you ever did. Tell us about that.
2: Well, I started drawing because I was born with different, uh, I guess you would call disabilities, of dyslexia, dysgraphia, and it was in my family, so communication was difficult, writing was difficult, Reading was somewhat difficult, but then the idea of creating images, from my point of view, could express better and what I was thinking because a lot of times I didn't speak a lot when I was a child. Mm. Um, and so you started drawing at a very early age, and you were self-taught? Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, so how did you just figure out, I mean, your work brings such dimension
2: and color, uh, and, 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 it looks so real. How did you figure that out? Well, your best teacher is your own mistakes. You learn from what you don't do, how to do what you should do. And teachers many times want you to do it the way they want you to do it because that's how they do it. When you do it yourself, you're learning how you do it yourself. It becomes more personal and more understandable.
1: Jason, if I may, how old were you when you started? Did you start by doodling you know? Did you? No,
2: did... I always drew. I always drew from my earliest memory. I, memory, I could draw sideways, upside down, things of that nature. And then I was in, uh, I think, fifth grade. In my, I had a very good teacher named Mrs. Miller. She was a delightful lady. I'll never forget her. She had me tested, and I was drawing at a college level when I was in fifth grade. Wow! Oh my gosh! Wow. And she tried to get me. Uh, some higher education. Unfortunately, with my learning disabilities, I couldn't pass any tests because I couldn't write things down. Oh,
0: amazing. But you could draw them. (laughs) Yes.
2: Um, Well, who else was instrumental in your... My mother, who was legally blind. I would tell her what I was doing, and she would tell her friends about my work from my descriptions of what I did. She was an amazing woman, and she died tragically young. She never got... To see any of my success but uh, if there's such a place as a, another dimension I'm quite sure she's smiling
0: I know she is honey. oh
1: yes oh my gosh
0: uh, if you if you have a chance to if, if to come and see Jason's work every first Friday there is favo it's an acronym for Faith Arts Village Orlando and hmm. favo is on Colonial and Highland not far from exit 80. Uh, in on I-4. And they took the old Park Davis Motel and turned it into a group of galleries. Each room, each motel room is a gallery. And Jason has one there, 151, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. And he's been there for two years now. And you mm-hmm. can come see some of his beautiful work from five to nine on any first Friday or contact him and he'll give you a tour at any time that you both can meet. Yes.
1: Mary, if I may, mm-hmm. is there any way they could have... their their openings every Friday there is so much art in this facility it's two stories people there's a lot to see and do and it's it's very eclectic Um, and if you're out of town on one of the Fridays you miss out I agree I think it's really important because we do need art in Orlando everyone needs art it's uplifting it's stimulating Mm. I say we do it every Friday.
0: Well, I will let will, will Benton know. Will's been here. And all the artists, many of them want to do it every week. I think it's,
2: I think what happens with the church that purchases. Unfortunately, it's. I believe it's the bylaws of a Presbyterian church. They cannot be involved with a business. Mm-hmm. If it was a business, every Friday would be considered a business. I don't know if it's for tax purposes or not. But they do provide a place for the artists who come there every day. So we're not, not open every day. We're just not open as a group. So to have an event every first Friday, that's what we have to do. And we work under those guidelines, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for clarifying, mm-hmm. Jason. Yeah. Will does a great job there, by the way. Yeah. A, we love you, Will. Great artist in his own right.
0: Yes. Um, Will is, is the organist at that Presbyterian church. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even know he was a talented artist. And the other artists there said, why don't you give it a shot? Well, he's one of the best sellers. He's one of the best drawers there.
2: Yes. So he draws. He, or he well, no, he
0: does uh, ceramics. Yes, ceramics. And, and, and painting. It's beautifully mm-hmm. done.
2: It's very vivid. And, and uh, he does uh, a lot of images of, of nature and trees. Mm-hmm. And he's a very gifted artist.
0: He's been on the show and he talked about uh, trees represented his brother who passed away early and it mm-hmm. profoundly affected oh. him. And somehow trees are what he mm-hmm. does. And so one day I'll introduce you to him when you're out there. Um, so, Jason, what inspires you?
2: everything. Being alive, being a conscious being. You look at everything around you. You feel everything that when you have your eyes closed, you're in your head, you're out your head. And art is a form of expressing yourself other than work. And the cavemen would draw on the walls of the animals that they saw around them. They weren't trying to draw the animals as they saw them. They tried tried to draw the energy of what they thought the animal represented to them. And art Drawing is the first original art that man has ever done, and we think of it as uh, just an introduction to do something else, but it's an art form unto itself.
1: Well, if I may, Jason, so if you're just sitting around, uh, either in a coffee shop or in your living room, and something moves you, do you, when you pick up pen and paper or pencil and paper, do you have something in mind or you just, you know, put the pen down or the pencil down and start randomly, you know, making lines and things and then it becomes something? Or do you have a vision first or an emotion?
2: I have, what I, my way of working is usually I have a, a phrase or a title before I start anything. A phrase or a title? I try to Give us an example of a phrase. If I have one, a title of where the leaves wax green and the woodchuck woos, I would look for something that would indicate a relationship. It would probably would be a pastoral scene of a couple holding hands or laying down having a picnic and would express what we can't express in normal speech. That's what poetry does. That's what a song does. You would never say things as you would say in a poem or a song. But there the, are the way of expressing what we think in a form that is universal. and At the same time, it can't be denied that these are, are what we are feeling at the time.
1: Okay, Jason, I want to go inside your head and watch what you are seeing.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, I chose black and white. I paint as well. I like painting. I enjoy it. But I find uh, black and white to be more finite. When you're looking at color, your your brain goes in overdrive. Yeah. If you watch, it's like a lightning storm in your head. And when you look in black and white, only four or five bolts are moving about about because of clarity. If you look at a a snowy morning, it relaxes you because of clarity. There's forms and shapes. They're they're there. And color, if you like the color or don't like the color, it will influence how you look at the subject matter or not at all. Oh, my gosh. You're absolutely right. Mm. Yes. Because if you go to it for an x-ray, your doctor is not going to have a color x-ray of your body because it is too blurry when it's in black and white. There. There it is. Great you can analogy. Spot it. Every movie, flashback, sepia, which is brown tones or black and white, you see what you didn't see in color. Oh, wow. Clarity. Yes. Clarity. I love that. Well, speaking of clarity, clearly we are at the
0: end of this first segment, but we will be right back. So listeners, please stay tuned and thank you for joining us on From the Heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I am Mary Thompson Hunt, and here with me sitting in for Joshua Vickery is Francis Gauth. Uh, R- Roth. Uh, Fran Gouchy.
1: Married name is Roth, but you can just call me Fran.
0: She's How long have we names. known each know. other? Fran Gouchy Roth, but I, I just got tongue-tied. Um. Oh. And she spells it with a P-H-R-A-N. Mm-hmm. Little twist. Uh, Franny, you have a question.
1: Jason, we are here with the multi-talented, handsome, and loving friend, Jason Hunt. Jason, you began drawing when you were a child. Yes. Well, you have lived a beautifully full life. So if you could, or do you see your life in different decades, segments, as far as the way your art has evolved?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, in a sense, but I think about any life or any artist, like a river, you're never in the same place, place twice. It moves along, and you move along with it. If you don't, if you stay in one place, it's it's stagnant. That's what the old saying, if you meet someone and you go back to the town, it's, boy, they haven't changed a bit, then they haven't lived. Everyone grows, It's not change and growth or synonymous with each other, and that's what you try to do as an artist. You keep moving. You try to develop what you're doing to suit your age, the area you're living in, and the, the social climate as well.
1: Beautifully put. Mm-hmm. And speaking of growth, one of my favorite things that you create are your trees. The roots, the, the, the detail, the attention to detail the 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 just the what what are they called gnarls tree gnarl mm-hmm, things yes. the leaves
2: yes it's important to get things I'm a an artist who's a, a representational artist almost photographic but I, not quite people He's, often think your work is photographs they do yes. all they do they well, always I, that, ask me well, yeah that's what I'm trying to do in a sense I'm trying to give the image a photographic feel so I'm actually trying to capture the moment you saw this. I get a lot of compliments from different, let's say musicians, because I actually draw the instruments correct. A saxophone, I don't put too many valves on a guitar. I put the correct amount of strings. You have to understand that it is like building a skyscraper. The infrastructure must be sound, and in drawing, especially representational drawing, you have no leeway to not make it correct, otherwise it will fall apart. Mm. Well, well said. Well said. And, and now just, what
0: I love is that you do paint, I mean, draw in a way that makes it look real in a photograph, but there's something else there. There's a spirit. There's a story. There's an emotion that you put in it, and that's like magic. That's like the secret recipe to what makes Jason Hunt's work so special. Well,
1: and you want to step
2: inside it. Mm-hmm. Well, I try to look at it the same way in Persia when they make a rug. They always leave an imperfection in the rug. They say that only God is perfect, not man. And I think in the sense of a drawing, I try to leave that that this was done by a person, not a camera, not Mm -hmm. a machine. And there you let people in because you see that this this is actually done by human hands. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. important. A sense of humanity is extremely important to me when I'm trying to do my work, no matter what it is. Jason, how many drawings do you think you've done in your lifetime? We have hundreds. I've got a In few. Our- <laughs>
0: you have almost <laughs> hundreds. God bless you. I oh.
2: Seriously, I've, I've never given it serious thought but probably close, over 50,000 at least. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Paintings,
0: paintings, paintings, drawings, drawings, drawings. Maybe
2: four or 500 drawings, paintings.
0: And I'm going to brag about you a little bit. First of all, in his room where he paints his studio, he's got one wall that is filled with ribbons from white to blue to red to yellow, uh, and all just filled. There's on top of each other. He just puts the other one up there. And that's a lifetime collection. How do you feel when? I mean, that's you just go and stick it on the wall. But doesn't how do you feel? Yeah, how does that make you feel?
2: It's always nice to be noticed. It's uh, recognized. It's, it's a nice thing to be recognized and uh, appreciated. So you you feel good about it. it. It's it's nice that people see your own idea and care about it, hopefully as much as you do. Uh, one time, there was a woman
0: that really loved a painting of Jason's. This was back in Jersey, and. I think we were at the Washington Square Park Outdoor Art Festival. No, we were in New Jersey. That was at the Jersey Show? Okay, Paint we, in we West, did that New York one for were in 10 Westfield, years. Westfield, New Jersey. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And she loved and was almost in tears at this one piece of work, but she said, well, I could never afford it. And,
2: and he said, well, how much do you have? She goes, I don't know. What did she say? I said, how much do you have? She had $15. And so I sold it to her. It was like maybe a $250 painting. But she oh. loved it and so much. It was much. about the money. It was about that this is where it should go. I always tell people every piece of art that an artist does has a has a buyer, but we just don't have their address. Oh, oh I'm
0: gonna get you an address book. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> excuse me, I'm just having fun. It's my husband, um, Franny. How many pieces do you own of Jesus? Um, I think maybe six, five
1: or six. Um, I have the, the large ones. No, wait, one, two, three. Yeah. And um, what I love is uh, it, the way you do your lighting, and I still
2: can't figure it out. The lighting. Um, it's extremely important that you bring that up, Franny, because the light source has to come from somewhere. Yes. And it creates shadows like the era of film after World War II, it had shadows all over the place. And some people didn't like that because before that they would flood all shadows out of movies. Now they're back to doing that again. It's not realistic. There's mm-hmm. no light source constantly shining on us. And that creates a dramatic effect. It also gives you the same effect that you get from black and white drawings. It finite it finites everything. It makes it clear, which shadows. Actually say there is something there mm. there is a, there's a physical presence in that space casting that shadow same way you walk down the street in the shadow in front of you or in back of you because you're there and the sun's sh- sitting in the back of you, but sometimes when I'm drawing a person, I have no light source at all. I want the light light source actually be coming from the subject matter well their eyes the way you
1: do yeah. eyes well, thank you you just you really do look into the soul and the mm. way you do. Um, well-aged people. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, the whole
2: idea to me is, as my personal point of view is, you don't try to draw pretty pictures, right? You try to draw life. Mm. Life is not always pretty. And as I often say to myself, I try to draw things from cradles to the grave, from the cradle do, to the grave. Yeah. In the sense of, our life is so brief on this planet. It's like a lightning flash. Don't ever take it for granted. So we're here in such a short time. If you're alive for a hundred days, a hundred years, you're alive for thirty-five thousand four hundred thirty-two days. Mm. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Cherish every second. Every second. Don't waste time. Jason, I cherish every second with you. Mm-hmm. Every second is precious. Mm-hmm. Every time your heart beat, you're alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you've been going through some health problems. Your right hand and you're right-handed. Yes. Um, has some nerve damage, and it's yeah. I have some.
2: Sp- I have spinal. I have a spinal condition. And uh, how has that affected? Um, how has
0: that affected your art and your perception oh, of what you're drawing? Even
2: it's affected it quite a bit. It's hard to do very detailed work because my hand will move because of the uh, my spine is firing pulses that it shouldn't at the wrong, right wrong time. So it takes much longer to do finite work, but I've been working on larger areas and larger pieces to try and offset that. See, it this is the creative longer. side of him exactly. that's finding
0: the way to utilize what, what's yeah, happening it, with it, him. It, it and just, oh, you were doing these little checks by mistake, and yeah. you said, look, my hand's doing this, and then he tried doing something using those checks. That's it, a true artist. Yeah, it, 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 yes, yes, it
2: is. There was an artist in Poland. I, fortunately, I don't remember his name. He was a very realistic painter. In the 50s, and he suffered a massive stroke. And so he couldn't paint with his right hand. So he started doing abstract art with his left, with his left hand and mm. looked like a totally different artist. Mm. But he was still successful for the rest of his life. Mm. He always regretted that he had that stroke. He, well, li- he liked what he did later, but he said, my passion was my right
1: mm. hand. Well, and Jason, because it is in you, it is your spirit, and you can't kill that. No, so you well, will find a way to get the art out of you.
2: Of course, well, art is... is Actually Mary answer a question of what do you think art is? Art is doing something with passion and purpose and focus. It is not about doing excellence. It is like dancing. You're not going to dance like Fred Astaire, but you dance and when you dance, that's the joy. And art is the same thing. Yes. It's so a let's... celebration of the human spirit that you're doing something that has no other purpose than to be looked at and to be cherished for what it is. So
0: for someone out there who just never had the courage to sit down and try to draw something or paint something because they're not going to be a
2: Rembrandt or a Jason Hunt,
0: what would you say to them?
2: It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. never has been. You do what you do the best you can. Some people say, I can't draw a straight line. Well, fortunately for you, art doesn't consist of straight lines, nor does life. If you can write your name and other people can understand it, you are doing art. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't comprehend what you're saying
1: well if i may jason with yes that is incredible advice so how do you get away from feeling that you're being judged because you are judged you have received as mary mentioned earlier yeah. thousands of you know ribbons prizes so but, but how do win. you get your mindset away from but you don't win all the time no i understand that you but if, more than but you, if win. you have someone who looks at your art and says something derogatory, something ugly? How do you how does that make you feel? I mean, do you just turn it off? do you No, just... it doesn't bother
2: me in the least, nor it shouldn't bother any artist or anybody who wants, wants to pursue this feel. What it is is that they're giving their opinion that's only their opinion. That's it. And, and it's subjective, and, and I know that. But I mean, someone's opinion says more about them get, than it does about you, you. Well, I get,
0: I get but that. But I have but seen I mean, you personally. at times a little annoyed because sometimes, I remember the New York City, uh, the Washington Square Park Outdoor Art Festival, and New Yorkers, you know, walk yeah. by, and maybe they'd say it. No uh, filter. They no call filter. that art or yeah, whatever. Right. It's like, dude, really? Really? That's just rude. But, but I, you know. Th- of course you want to be We human. get that as actors.
2: Of course you exactly. want to get a feeling of rejection. I'm not saying in the broad sense that you don't feel something. I'm saying it shouldn't stop you from what you're doing. Right, exactly. Some right. people say you have no talent. You do, you can't do this. Many like what is it? Elvis Presley was on an, an amateur hour and he lost. Mm. I mean, talented people. Up. You keep doing it because you must. If you're an actor or an artist or a sculptor or a painter, or whatever you do in the arts, you will do it whether you get paid or not mm-hmm. because it is a calling. Mm-hmm. Right. You must. You don't. You're born to do this. Mm-hmm. You can train to be an artist to a certain degree with some dexterity, and the work might be ni- nice. But a, an artist can look at that and do it in a different way that is coming from a source that we have no idea where or what it is, but it is there. Mm. And it it's like looking at a piece of glass or looking at a fine cut diamond. One's precious; the other's just a sparkling piece of gla- glass. Mm. Right. Many performers are diamonds. Many
0: performers are diamonds, yes. And many artists are. There? Yeah, I found me one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, I'm so biased, but who needs a ring, Mary? <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> Follow your uh-huh. dreams the most important thing I always say. Follow Don't let dreams. anybody stop you, ever. What, you do it for your What own is a current
0: minute. dream that you have for yourself, sweetie? To
2: get better physically mm. and to do things so my wife and myself, we can have a better life. You know, and being a good citizen. I I think about,
0: yes, good citizens. That's important to us. Big Um, time. Integrity is important to us. It's extremely
2: important. You Mm -hmm. know, there's insanity and then there's saneness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always strive for sanity, hopefully.
0: And Jason's a very kind and conscientious neighbor and friend to people. And I appreciate that about you. Um, I I was going to say something and it went out my mind. It's okay. Glad you're
2: here. No thank you. It a pleasure.
0: Jason, uh,
1: so with the next phase in, you know, we're talking about the different decades of your life, is there is there another direction
0: you want to go into? Great. We're going to go into that new direction as soon as we come back right after this word. Great question. Don't forget that, Jason. Think about it. We'll be right back on From the Heart. <laughs> Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Today sitting in for Joshua Vickery is Ms. Fran Gauchy. We're so glad that you're here today, Fran. Thank you, Mary. our guest today is Jason Hunt. I happen to know Jason well. We were married in 1981. Yes. Mm -hmm. Five days before Christmas.
2: Yep.
1: (laughs) Because there's not (laughs) enough stress during that time of the year. (laughs) It
0: makes that time of the year more special, actually. And
2: we met August 9th. In the afternoon in 1980. At a health food store in East Orange, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I love that. We
0: went outside and just chatted for mm-hmm. almost two hours. And he offered yes. to j- walk me home and went, oh, no. And I thought
2: I lived oh, too far man, away. I don't blame you. didn't know who I was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I went home and talked about you and gave yep. his card to my roommate, who then took Kung Fu lessons from him. And I would just happen to always join along. And that's how um, we, one day we just went and, for a walk and held hands. Yeah. So
1: do you, do, you know, do you practice Kung Fu? No,
0: but we did. We I did. I did for
2: a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I remember one night, this was back in East Orange, we lived on the fourth floor, but right, it faced the front. Jason was downstairs and he was singing up to my window and my roommates, oh, Chuck and Frank, romantic. God bless their souls, they're no longer with us, but they were my two roommates, a couple, and they, um, they went, you're being sung to, Mary. And I went to the, mirror, the window, and he was singing full out. I don't remember what. you just. He loved to sing um, from Broadway shows.
1: Jason, do you remember what you were singing?
2: I think I was on the street where you live. Oh, Perfect. Aww. I was just singing to myself, actually. I was walking away. You were, you were lost. Yeah. You were, when we looked out, you were looking up. I was looking, but then I turned around. I was walking home.
0: Oh. Well, it was very lovely, and yeah. I never forgot it. Hmm. <laughs> it was very romantic. Uh,
2: I love that story.
0: So, Fran, you still have a
1: question. I do. Um, Jason? Yes. You have been an artist your entire life yes. as a young child. So now at your current age, where do you see your art going? And what I mean by that is um, you are so incredible with portraits of people. With You, you do... Uh, faces of people, of children. You do hands, you do uh, buildings, um, trees, all of that. And those are, I just love your work. Thank you. I just love it. I usually cry before I purchase a piece of your work. So, so I have another question, but let me digress and go back. So what do you see? Um, do you, do you especially, what do you prefer people, places or things?
2: I prefer everything. Actually, one person asked me once, he said, what's my favorite color? And I said, all of them. I don't have any particular favorite color. I don't have any particular idea of what I want to draw or any favorite thing to draw. I draw people because I find this fascinating and the emotions that we exude and how we relate to each other in a moment from panic to calm to sad to joy to grief and I often tell people, when I draw older people, I consider the wrinkles sergeant stripes. You've earned every one of them. Mm -hmm. You go through a lifetime of looking at the world around you and you know your time is finite and you cherish every moment. As an artist, I try to document everything I see and what I feel, and some are good and some are bad. My idea towards the future is continue doing what I do at my best ability. And hoping, that what I do will find approval or of some sort of emotion. One great artist once said, it's a, the it's a art fails if it doesn't get a response. If you hate it or you love it, that's fantastic. If you walk away feeling nothing, then your art has failed.
1: Mm. Well, speaking of beautiful art, you're married to the multi-talented Mary Thompson Hunt. How do you feel when you paint or when you draw Mary?
2: Uh, That's a very uh, hard thing to say because I love my wife dearly, and uh, I sometimes don't refer to her as my wife. I call her my life. She gives me such support, and just her physical presence inspires me. She's an extremely talented person. Yes, she is. She often lacks confidence sometimes, I think, and her worth is undefinable. She has a magnetic personality. She has the it, as what they would call in the old days, the it factor. <laughs> she has a great likability, and she's a, a, one of the most honest people I've ever known. Yes. I wish I, I could be as honest as she, she is. I will and attest I to for that. that. Yes, and,
1: uh, because thanks. I have seen I've seen portraits you've painted of Mary, but they're not... Uh, I, I don't even want to say portrait because you capture her soul and her essence that's what I try to do that's yes you do
2: I call my work so uh, moments in time I try to freeze the moment so it's all so it's eternal I did a portrait of a doctor once and his wife sent me photos when he was younger and all the way through medical school mm-hmm. and I did it also of his father and his grandfather and the grandfather before him and she was, she was gave it to him as a gift and said he cried like a baby mm-hmm. because it black and white it's so clear. When you look at it, everything's there, and you can't hide a thing. No, you can't. And black and white is more, it's deeper than emotion, I believe. Mm-hmm. If color is more emotion than black and white. Black and white is also on an intellectual level where it touches, that we'd call the higher self or your id, it hits you where you really live. And I've had people walking out on my booth crying because that's my father. That was my mother and I often joke with them, I said, I didn't know my work was that bad. But I know, of course, what they're what they're meaning, that they are, are so overwhelmed with it, exactly. and some people can't look at it.
0: Jason, well, one of the things I wanted to tell you, do uh, you have a question there? Oh, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt you, but that just leads me to, I was dying to ask him this, how do you feel when people buy your art, when you see people crying, what you just said? Um, um, how do you feel?
2: It's like Something reaching its destination, that's the port of call. That's where it should be, and I'm glad to see it go. Once I sell a piece, I actually never want to see it again. Oh, no. My work with, is done that's with it, and hearted. I move on to another idea. <laughs> and I'm glad they have it. They will always have that, and I will always have the memory of that because I, I did it. And it's a joyful moment to see. It's like when your, your child grows up and leaves home or something you did, you accomplished. Like mission accomplished. Simple as that. Wow.
0: Wow. That's a good answer. For me anyway. Okay. So we have friends who have asked questions. So these are shotgun questions. You're just going to answer what comes to mind first. Keep them brief because we have quite a few. Sure. Um Cindy Murray wants to know, how do you let go of your work once it sells?
2: Well, that's the n- whole nature of what you do. I often joke with people say I consider myself to be a chef. This work is meant to be eaten but not by me. I don't do the work for myself. I do it because I want to express something of myself but I want it to leave me as well and find a home. All right. Good answer. Well,
0: Cindy also asked a question that my sister also asked. uh, If you could have, Cindy put, have dinner with, and my sister said meet uh, for an hour and have a conversation with, an artist, living or dead, who would it be? Vincent
2: van Gogh. And why? Because he had such passion and he was so underappreciated in his lifetime. He had a great gift, but unfortunately, his timing was bad. Yeah. He didn't live long enough to see his success.
0: I'm so glad that you know your success. I
2: I feel very blessed that in our life we get to do what we've always wanted to. There's a book a few years ago I looked at of 100 world-famous artists, and 85% of them died penniless. Oh, wow.
1: Oh,
0: that's heartbreaking.
2: Many Mm. of the great arts and museums (laughs) you see are not Artists who made a great deal of money in their lifetime.
0: Why do you think more people don't buy a piece of original art?
2: They see it as frivolous as a, as a child's game, almost.
0: And why is it not frivolous?
2: Because it is. A, we have a culture of uh, usury, monetary gain and loss. This and that. The value of everything. Many, as I was saying, in the price of everything and the value of. They know the price of everything, and the value of nothing. The arts are a, a subjected thing, but. If it touches you in a way and you want to have that in your home or in your presence, the best way to support the arts is actually to buy it and that support the artists and the arts at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. But why is it that it is not a priority for so many people?
2: They see it almost as a, as a kind of a hippie gypsy life, I suppose. They look at it as not as as a real life. They, oh, what do you, what do, you do for a living? I see you're an artist. And what you do for a living is what you do for a living as an artist. You don't say that to a doctor or a lawyer. You just run around and make money and try to prosecute people? What the the heck is that? The idea of an art, it is touches beyond your everyday life, and it is an oasis of sanity. When you buy a piece of art from an
0: artist, Boy, do they light up because they're making a difference, not just in the world, but in someone's world, in their mm-hmm. home. He once sold a painting to someone who was recovering from open heart surgery, and he said every day he'd watch this painting. It was one of your large horses racing, and you felt the race. He would watch the light from noon to early evening change it, and he'd see the race. And he said that helped him heal. Um, I guess you have to have people sensitive to what your art is to, to have, have, have it, it affect are, them.
2: Or knowledgeable. The idea of abstract art is an art form that has to be taught. It's not a true art form, and it's a true art form. I'm not saying it isn't, but it has to be taught. You have to understand the abstract. Abstract is basically deconstruction. The idea of representational art is they call it mimicking or copying something. Artists do not copy anything. Xerox machines copy. Artists represent what they see before them. It's like having something an artist they call an is chair in abstract art. They draw something, and they say, This is a chair because I say so. Can you sit on it? No. This has three dimensions? No. But it's a chair because I say so. It's a form of mental gymnastic you have to be taught. And if you have to be something taught to you many times, it's not instinctual. It is something added onto a human consciousness, not necessarily organically from a knowledge of what you care for and do not care for. Okay. Got a few more questions from some of our friends. Uh, Chris Oyen
0: wants to know, uh, what do you feel is the one area where you would like to grow in relationship to your work?
2: Make a lot more money would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Back to selling. <laughs> that, that I think, would I'm, be, I, I think yeah. I'm really, seriously, Chris, I would have to say I am striving to do things in a little more commercial way. I'd rather have my work go out in a larger and groves and it does right now because black and white art is extremely difficult to sell, I might have to be forced to start painting again. I will still draw, but I will do uh, more decorative art as well, too. That's the most popular form of art, un- unfortunately or not. It is what it is. Carol
0: Stein would like to know, what would you like your legacy to be with your artwork?
2: He was a decent human being. He did the best he could. And he hoped, for the, as Lincoln said, the better aims of angels of our nature, would prevail in this world and in our country.
0: Mm. Jason, Steve Pernick would like to know, do you ever get the artist's version of writer's block? And what do you do when the well runs dry?
2: When that happens, I usually look at my mortgages coming up and I have a few <laughs> bills I have to take care of. No, seriously, uh, no, I don't. I have, I have, my problem is I have too many ideas and I have to hone in. I, most of the time I'll have a main idea now I might do forty other smaller versions of the idea.
1: But I've never had that. No. You've never you've never blocked. No.
0: That's fantastic. He'd also like to know, are you making new discoveries, new ways to accomplish your vision? Yes. New tricks of the trade? Yes. Okay. With my
2: illness I understand that I have to be more uh forgiving with myself and my time because I would normally spend eight and twelve hours a day drawing. Now I spend like four or two. And I try to get the maximum I can done, and done in that small amount of time. So I'm, I'm kind of parceling out my time.
0: Okay. Um, I, we, we only have a little time left, so we're going to shotgun these. Alex Wittenberg wants to know, how can art help heal the world? <laughs>
2: in it 30 can seconds. civilize the world. Anytime you look at a culture that praises the art, the culture thrives. When they turn it into just a monetary thing and to represent whoever's in power, it it dies. It becomes rigid and inhuman. And if you lose the sense of humanity and the sense of that we matter just because we're alive and we're fellow creatures, that when art thrives, without that, it becomes a wasteland. Oh, I'm so sorry that we're just about out of time. I've got one more question from your niece, Deborah.
0: And I'm sorry that I'm not getting to other people that I asked. Deborah would like to know when you were a young boy, who most motivated you?
2: My mother. Because my mother was illiterate, kind, worked herself to death for her family, lost her sight at 26, died extremely young, never bitter, wonderful sense of humor. She had a presence. When you were in my mother's presence, I'm just saying from a personal point of view, it was like feeling the sunshine shining on your face. She had a great warmth and a great heart. And I wish she was still around today. If she was alive today, she would be ninety-nine years old.
0: I never got to meet her, but I have through you. No, unfortunately, you. Yeah, she would have loved my And wife I Mary. talk to her often and thank her. And she
2: loved all her children. Uh, what and a great Debbie and testament. Joanne! A fantastic family I have. Yeah,
0: you are—you are one in a million, and I love I you just, dearly, I'm my friend. I'm just a guy
2: doing the best he can.
0: Mm-hmm. And I can attest to that. He does a good job, Franny. I can't thank you enough for coming here today. Our dear friend, Fanny, co-hosting this. Thank Joshua, you, you'd Mary. be proud. Listeners, thank you so much for being here on From the Heart. Make sure this week you go out and experience some art on by yourself and, and enhance your life and see what a difference it makes. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt, and thank you for listening to Magic 107.7 FM, From the Heart.